Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. The picture-perfect family. All of you probably have one somewhere in the house where the whole family got together and they took a family portrait. Would it be something if each person in there could talk like they were doing? What seems to be picture perfect on the outside is really not picture perfect on the inside. Today, what we want to do is continue with our series on the picture perfect family. Last week, we talked about our adult children who are single. They're part of the family. This particular family, the oldest was 16, the fellow, uh, but we do have family members who are older. They're part of the family portrait. I know I, I have one. I know others do also. And we have adult children who are single. And we have also adult children who are married and have children of their own, a family of their own, but they're still part of our family. Today, we want to find out how we can take this picture-perfect family on outside and make it so inside, so that if each one could talk, they would tell you how blessed they are and how uh, really fortunate they are to be in such a, a, a awesome family, really. That's what we want. If our portraits could talk, isn't it? That's what we want. Well, let's start on that uh, today on our second part. I told you last week I didn't know where we were going to go, whether we are going to do the, the husband, the wife, the, or the parents, or the children, didn't know. Uh, but we are going to today talk about the picture Perfect children. We want to start there because I think it's one of the most important parts, really, one of the most important parts. Really, if you think about it, when a child is born, eternity is in that child. Eternity. It's in us all. We're going to be living for eternity. One place or the other. But we are going to be eternal. And there is not going to be an end. How awesome and how, what kind of responsibility has God given us as parents to bring up his children? That is very important. That's a great responsibility. And if you don't have children yet, which is a lot of you in here, you don't have children. Still, you are very important to God because part of our vision at Cornerstone is to be connected to the world. And God's already told you to go and make disciples of all nations. He's told you to baptize them in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and to teach them 
what he's commanded you. How are you going to teach somebody what you don't know? Just because you don't have children, it does not mean that you can't teach somebody what God has said. Otherwise, the Apostle Paul couldn't teach. Could he? In the book of Ephesians. He couldn't teach us because he didn't have any children. But he could teach because he taught what God said. And that's what we want. People don't want to know what you think. Everybody, everyone has an opinion. What they want to know is what does God say? So let's talk about that today. Let's start in the book of Acts, chapter 16. Let's go there. Let's start in verse 1. It says, Paul came also to Derbe and to Lystra, and a disciple was there named Timothy. A disciple. He's a disciple of Jesus Christ. The son of a Jewish woman who was a believer. That's very important. Who was a believer. But his father was a Greek. It didn't say a Greek believer. He was a Greek. So that means that his mother was Jewish, but she was a believer. She was a Messianic Jew, and she had a husband who was Greek. And so now we have a, a, a family that one knows Jesus Christ, can teach about Jesus Christ, the other one doesn't. And it says that, and he was well spoken of by the brethren who were in Lystra and Iconium. Now that's very important. That's just like saying that here is this fellow, a disciple named Billy, let's say, and he's well spoken of by all the brothers and sisters of Christians in Amherst and Bedford and Nelson County, all in the surrounding areas. How is that going to be? If he was well spoken of, that means he, and, and people knew him in both of these communities, that means that he must have been doing some good things in these different places. He must have been known because of his ministering to people in some capacity. Because you don't, how many people in Rustburg know you unless you're from that community? So you must be doing some things there to make yourself known. That's very important. Paul wanted this man to go with him, and and of course Timothy was young, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in in those parts, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. So Paul wanted to take this, this young fellow with him. That's very important for us to know, too, as parents. Know that 
We want to bring up children so that as they are young men and women, that somebody wants to disciple them. Somebody wants to take them to mentor them. Somebody wants to take them with them to be a part of their ministry. Because Paul had an apostolic ministry. And he was looking for young people, whether it was Timothy, whether it was Titus, whether whoever it was. He was looking for young people so that he can invest in them, invest in that man, invest in that woman so that the, the work can be carried on. Know that we're supposed to be bringing up our children with that in our mind, that one day God is going to use this young person, somebody is going to mentor this young person to be all that God has called them to be. That's very important. Now, I want to take it a little bit further because, see, we're talking about Timothy. And I chose Timothy because he's a, he's a young person, a young person. And all of our children, when they are born, they're going to grow up to be young people. And that's what we want. Let's go to Second Timothy Chapter 1, let's go there, and let's look a little bit further at what was going on with Timothy and with his bringing up. Let's go back just a little bit and find out a little bit about his upbringing, because we knew he was a disciple. We know he was a young man at that time in Acts. So let's go here. Let's go verse 1 through 7, probably. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the commandment of God, our Savior, and Christ Jesus, who is our hope, to Timothy, my true child in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God, the Father, and Christ Jesus, our Lord. As I urge you upon my departure, I'm in the wrong book. I'm in 1 Timothy. I need to be in... Second Timothy, chapter 1. Sound good, though, didn't it? <laughs> Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, according to the promise of life in, in, in Jesus Christ, to Timothy, my beloved son in grace, mercy, peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve with a clear conscience the way my forefathers did as I constantly remember you in my prayers night and day, longing to see you even as I recall your tears so that I may be filled with joy. For I am mindful. He's mindful now. It's in his mind. He knows what's going on of the sincere faith within you. He's my mindful now of the sincere faith. And it says that, which first dwelt in your grandmother, Lois. How many of us have grandmothers who've been praying for us? Oh, my goodness gracious. Thank God for grandmothers. Isn't that right, Brianna? Thank God for grandmamas, you know, because that's what they, uh, we just finished doing. Uh, your grandmother was praying for, for you. So first of all, he's saying, hey, look, Timothy, I'm mindful 
of the sincere faith within you. But I know it first dwelt in your grandmama, Lois, and in your mother, Eunice. And I'm sure that it's in you also. Now, let me ask you. When Eunice was bringing up this child, when Lois had a grandson over there, they were bringing Timothy up in the nurture and admonition of God. They were, they were imparting their faith into that child. And that's what I want to encourage you as parents and also as a congregation who might not have small children now, but we are ministering to people who have small children, singles. You'll be ministering to people. Some of your friends might have small children. You must minister to them to tell them they need to install, they need to impart faith to that child. Faith to that child. The faith of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, this can't be just words that are spoken. It's important now. It can't be just words that you speak. Anybody can speak words. It needs to be, it's like, the, like a garment. You don't want to have the word of God, God, the church on the borders, the hem of the garment. You want it, you want it, it's like people who knit. You want, like they're knitting a sweater. You want the word of God, you want God, you want the body of Christ, the church of Christ. You want it interwoven into every single piece of that garment. So that there is no difference. If you take, if you take, you can't cut it off. You can't get rid of it. Because it's in every aspect of life. That's why it says in, 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 in uh, Deuteronomy, it says that you want to bring up your children. You want to talk about it when they get up. When they were walking by the wayside. When they are sitting in the house. When they are uh, lying down. It's the word of God, it has to be. You have to have a foundation of the word of God in every aspect so that it's building character. You can't build character without the word of God. That's basically what God says. The fruit of the spirit is based on the word of God. So it's a platform that we got to build on. It's very important. I know that society tends to uh, flow and move us away from that because we're so busy. The world system wants to keep us so busy from the time you get up to the time you go to bed that you can't do anything but survive. Because after all, you have to work. After all, you have, you got to cook. You got to do this. You got to help with homework. You got to do this. You got to, and then you, you're so, uh, you got to do housework. Then you, you, you're so tired, you jump in bed and you sleep as long as you can and then get up as, as late as you can and get to work and do it all over again. 
and where is the place for God? And unfortunately, a lot of time it's on Sunday. And see, children know that. They know that, hmm, God is in our life one day a week, Sunday. From the time we get out of the car to the time we get back in the car, that's God's time. Any other time is on our time. We say what we want to. We do what we want to, and we say it how we want to, and God is not in the picture. And if if happen to be that we're around somebody who we're trying to impress, we might say, praise the Lord. I'm telling you, that's the way it is in some families. In this picture-perfect family, was God the foundation of his family? What I'm hearing, I didn't, I didn't hear anything about God from either one of them. Nothing. Well, why not if he's the foundation? I'm telling you that God wants to be that for us. Now, let's go a little further. Let me encourage you, as your children grow... Let's look at verse, I think it's 6, I want uh, here, of the same, Second Timothy chapter 1. Verse 6 says, for this reason, I remind you, this is, of course, Paul telling Timothy, to kindle afresh the gift of God which is in you, you know, your children have gifts. Through the land owned of my hands. Ooh. We, we, we see something different here. Through the land owned of my hands. That means that Timothy received something through the land owned of Paul's hand. Let's go a little further in First Timothy. Let's go there in chapter 1, verse 18. And it says there that this command I entrust to you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you fight the good fight. Oh. So that means that Somehow, Timothy got a prophetic word and got several prophetic words. Because it says that, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you. Do you know that your children can fight better when they know that God has spoken something over their life? But see, as parents, we have to encourage people. And as singles, you're going to have to encourage people with children. Be open to what God wants to do in your children's life because he may, you know, we have this person who uh, said we had the last one we had 
uh, was when we had Ben Goodman come, and we had Freedom Weekend. You remember that probably, and some of you do, and, and uh, probably, I don't know when it was, it's fall of the year. Uh, some, somebody. Anyway, we had Ben Goodman come and do a Freedom Weekend. It was doing our detox series or something. But what happened is that Ben, in the course of freedom, Ben is a prophetic person too, and Ben spoke over some of the children. He did. He spoke over yours. Yeah, I think he did. Is that correct? Yeah, he spoke over your children. And, 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 and so uh, when I would have someone come in who has a gift of uh, a, a real strong prophetic gift, I would usually have them try to speak over the kids. Uh, we've had um, we've had Clem Ferris to do that. We had a night where we just bring the kids in, and I want, want them to speak over all the all the children. That's important. But if you're not open to the pro- prophetic word, how are you gonna how how can Paul even said that to your child. Say, you remember the prophecies that you received when you told your, your son, hey, prophecies doesn't exist today. No. It exists. It exists. Because the prophetic word edifies you. Means it builds you up. It um, exhorts you. Means it encourages it encourages you. It also brings consolation. It means that it comforts you. Do you realize that he's telling uh, Timothy, "Hey, the prophecies that were were spoken over you. I want you to war good warfare. I want you to fight the good fight with that because God spoke that over you, like." Wow. In First Timothy chapter four, verse fourteen, let's go there. He says, and this is Apostle Paul now speaking to this young person named Timothy, who was on the apostolic team because his parents brought him up in the word. Not his parents, his his mother. Eunice's grandmother, Lois, imparted their faith to him, brought him up in the word of God. He became a disciple of Christ. He also was known by the brothers in, in the two different cities, two different places. And Paul comes along and says, I want this young man, I want him to go with me. I want to mentor him to be on this apostolic team. Before he leaves, the elders get together. And the elders, and Paul, they lay hands on him. That's why it says, you know, through the laying of hands. Because when you send somebody out, you lay hands on them. You know, when it says that uh, the Holy Spirit said, hey, set apart for me, Paul and who? Barnabas, for the work that I have for them to do. So they, when they finished praying, they laid their hands on them, prayed over them, and sent them out. And it says in verse 14, Paul's telling Timothy, do not neglect the spiritual gift within you. Don't neglect it. Listen to this. Which was bestowed on you through prophetic utterance with 
the land owned of hands by the presbytery. And the presbytery, that, that, that's, the, um, that's the group of elders, team of elders. And, of course, I think Paul was a part of that group that was doing that. Don't neglect this gift. Are we open? Are we learning how to put our, our families in that position? Also, are we instructing our children in that way? That I'm going to bring you up in a nurturing admonition of the Lord. If, I, if, if we ever get an opportunity, I want somebody, you know, to, to pray over you if they have that gift, and, and I want them to, to see whether God is saying anything to you because that may be the very thing that might keep you going. I know for me, it was because uh, I was, I was uh, at, at, a, at, at a meeting in Alta Vista, Minerva and I, and they had a, a guest from California, a man and a wife. They were older saints. And he called Minerva and I up to the stage. I wasn't a part of that congregation. We were just there that night. And he called us up, and then he spoke some things over us. One of the things he said to, to me, he says, there is going to be the lady who said this. There's going to be a time that's coming when a door is going to open and it's going to open all so slight. God is saying he wants you to go through that door, even though you don't think maybe you should go through that. But God is saying you go through that door. He has something for you. I remember that. I remember that. And they said other things that uh, that, that was already true about what we were already doing. So when 18 years ago, 18 and a half years ago, a little slight door opened, say, hey, why don't you pastor this church? Uh, I want to do something else. And I don't think we need to go back because once you pastor the church. I said, me? I said, I... <laughs> I'm not ready to retire from teaching. I'm 50 years old, and I need five more years. That's all, five more years, and I can get retirement, you know. Then... I was reminded of this word. Do I go through it? Other things were happening and it had happened to not want me to, not, I didn't want to go through the door, number one. I really didn't want to go through the door uh, because of other things that happened. And I prayed, I prayed. And finally, God gave me a word from Scripture that, that, that I felt was from him. And I said, okay, I'm going to go through this little slight open door, even though I don't want to. 
Uh, I'm going to risk everything because it is a risk. I have to, I asked the person that was leading, I said, well, can I do both? Can I teach and, 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 and uh, pastor too? No. I knew there were people by, you know, by vocational. You know, uh, why can't I do it? No. You have to quit. So uh, I knew nobody was going to hire a 50-year-old jumping jack teacher if, <laughs> if things failed. So it was a big risk. But regardless, I went through that door. But do you know that the word encouraged me to go through that door, the prophetic utterance? The word that God gave me through prayer, I'm standing on now. I'm standing on the word he gave me in prayer to do this thing. So I just don't go on just the prophetic utterance. I don't do that. Okay? I, I evaluate it. If something is good, I keep it here. But I want to hear God, you're going to have to confirm this now. You've got to confirm this. Because people can say something over you and they ate too much pizza, you know. Uh, so, you know, uh, but I can't despise prophecy because that's what the word said. Okay, so, so you, it's a balance. You've got to know the word in other words. You have to know the word of God. You have to know the word of God. And I have a lot of prophetic words that spoken over me, and a lot of them already come true. Uh, but this word that I have from God, I stand on this thing now. And plus I'm standing on the prophetic words now. Really? Really? When I got in Toronto, I'm still standing on. Really? So make sure your children are open to what God says in his Bible. Okay? Don't, don't go this denominational thing. Well, I was taught that that passed away. Oh, it did. You should have told Paul. Yeah? You should have told Paul. He said, well, it passed away when, they got, when, the, when the candle was written, when the Bible was written, it passed away. Well, it also said in the same uh, uh, groups of Scripture that knowledge passed away. If you think knowledge passed away, you are deceived. They are making now computers that can go on your arm and call it a watch. Yeah? And I don't know how in the world you can send emails and get emails off this little thing. Uh, I mean, people... People, knowledge is going, going somewhere. You hear what I'm saying? It's going somewhere. My daughter, Issa, she came in. She, she went downstairs and said, hey, I remember we had these box phones. You know, they weren't cell phones. They were box phones. They were big things. And she went and got the box. They had the phone in. This was a big thing. I mean, you can't even pull the thing out of the box, but it was, it was you know. Y'all, I mean, y'all remember that stuff? Jack and all, y'all remember that stuff? Some of the young people, y'all, y'all don't remember the thing. You know, but we we still have one in the basement. It's called a box phone. I thought I was something. You know, I had to, I had, to, I had this phone. I thought I was something. Knowledge is going somewhere, isn't it? It's going somewhere. So I'm telling you that if we're gonna bring our children up, we're gonna to have to bring them up with the full counsel of the Word of God. The Word of God has to be the foundation. It has to be everything. But don't eliminate. Anything that's in this Bible that God has said 
that is for us today, we know we're not going to offer animal sacrifices. We know we're not doing all that because Jesus Christ, he is the sacrificial lamb. He is it, right? Okay, we don't have to go back doing no types and shadows. We have the real thing. So we're not going there, but the things that he has said, we're going to go with these things. We're going to go with them in order, scripture order, but we're not eliminating nothing in this Bible, okay? Know that it's important for your children also to know that. You have to know that, don't you? Because your children are going to follow after you. And singles, you have to know that because you're going to have to be able to speak the truth. You remember we were talking about that? You have to speak the truth when people are talking to you in your little uh, uh, circles of friends. And they say, well, this, no, I wouldn't have nobody speak over my daughter and have my, my son. You, you need to tell them that, hey, the word of God says so because they might have to fight the good fight of faith because of prophetic others they got before. It's very important. To next week, I'm going to go a little bit further. And I know I'm going to talk about the husband. I know I'm going to talk about the wife. I know I'm going to talk about the, both of them as parents. Uh, and it's going to be good. It's not going to be what you think it's going to be because I, I, taught, on, I taught on the husband and wife. I taught on, on that relationship uh, probably last year, you remember we said that we're not talking about the, the, the husband and the wife per se. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the church. We're talking about the relationship between Christ and his church. Okay? Let's go a little bit different this time, but also good because all of it is going to be scripture. Okay? And I think you're going to be very pleased. I want you to invite people because I believe that God wants his children, and I'm not through with the children either, uh, because I believe that in Ephesians 6, 1, on down, he talks about the children, and that should be very important to you. In Deuteronomy 6, he talks about the children, but he also talks about the parents. So we want to go there. Because that is something that's going to bring a freedom to you in your relationship with your children. I do not want our portraits to speak and my daughters uh, start saying things that I said, wow, I didn't know she thought like that. You don't want your children saying something. Matter of fact, I saw your daughter in the grocery store the other day in Kroger. Yeah. You know, uh, so, so we see we see each other's children, and so we, we, we want our children to say what God says. We want our children saying good stuff. We want our grandchildren saying good stuff. We want our grandchildren saying, hey, if it were not for grandmama, if it were not for granddaddy, let somebody say something about the daddies <laughs> and the granddaddies, huh? Everybody saying about my grandmama and my mama. Man, where are the daddies in this thing, man? Right? So we want to we want to hit that next week. Let's stand. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia, at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com. Contact us by email cornerstonecom at comcast.net, 
or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.